When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. This podcast is a member of the Voices of Wrestling podcasting network. Visit VoicesOfWrestling.com to hear the rest of our great podcasts, as well as show reviews, columns, opinions, and updates across the world of wrestling. Omikaze. It is John here, and um, if I sound particularly exhausted on this week's episode, you know, I, I know that I on some of these episodes you can hear me yawning. It's because I work a lot, everybody, and I don't always get a lot of sleep before I come home and do these podcasts. But tonight, I might sound particularly exhausted because I was at an anime convention all weekend, and I'm recording this on the Monday after the convention, and I'm very, very tired. But my to- our topic this week is very exciting. 
definitely not being sarcastic at all. My favorite thing, world wrestling entertainment is our topic this week, folks, uh, folks on Omakaze. And my guests this week are the only two people who can be counted on to actually review these WWE pay-per-views every month. Mr. August Baker and Mr. Kelly. I'm not going to try to pronounce your last name. How is it? Harris. I should have asked you that before we were calling it. Instead, we had to make a lot of jokes about, you know, the episode of Raw that we put on, which I, I put on Raw in the background to be, I guess, for like, I don't know, Get to, remind my, to remind myself what this, this programming actually looks like. <laughs> But, oh, it looks the sure. same since you last saw it. <laughs> so sure. But like, um, yeah, and we were just making fun of this opening segment of Raw, which would have been last night's Raw by the time you're hearing this. But like, you know, Hunter Hearst, Helmsley, Stephanie McMahon, and Kurt Angle opening the show. It's like, woo! It's, uh, some real new faces here on the USA Network. <laughs> Definitely not the same people we've been watching for 18 fucking years. Or <sighs> but, um, but yeah, so... Kelly, August, how are y'all doing tonight? Good, good. How, how, besides tired, how are you? I just, I really don't feel anything other than utterly exhausted. If you've never been to an anime convention or any other kind of convention, it's just a lot of walking and standing in line and not sleeping. And like, you know, and contrary to popular belief, a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of the people who attend these things are actually staying up pretty late, you know, hanging out with each other and drinking stuff, which... I, you know, unless you're the kind of nerd that doesn't do any of that, which I am not actually. I am, I am a part. I am a party nerd, but um, but yeah. So it's a lot, of just like not sleeping at all. So like this today, I, I a lot of cons. I take the Monday after the con off of work, but I did not do that today because I'm like, well, I don't have to travel at all for this convention. It's the big difference, and I was just completely like a fucking zombie at work today. Like you could, if someone could, I, I sit right at the front of the office. Someone probably could have came in and just robbed us blind because I never would have noticed them. I was too busy, like <laughs> trying not to fall asleep at my desk. So, um, but yeah, so that was fun. But yeah, so I, but I'm going to get through this podcast, everybody, about my least favorite fucking wrestling related topic. Um, actually, well, I shouldn't say that. It's going to be a close race between this and the Ring of Honor episode we're going to do. Oof. But but I don't want to just do your interview about stuff I like, you know. Like last week, you know, me and uh, me and Ian came on. Ian, what whatever I should, it, it Ian, me and Ian did a did a lot on all Japan where you know it was a real struggle to find anything to criticize about it because you know I loved all Japan this year. I thought almost everything in their control was really good outside of some like a few questionable booking decisions. But here we have promotion where <laughs> I don't I don't love them. Um, I'm sure some of you, when you heard I was doing this, were dreading this because, you know, um, what if Michael? What if this, there's this dude Michael uh, Levy, Levy Levi? I don't know. He can he can correct me, but he apparently does listen to the show, and he told me that um, you, you know he said something like occasionally I have like a Tourette's like outburst of random WWE hatred, which. You know, I, I, I will freely admit I'm biased on the subject. I really do not like them. I do not like the way they present professional wrestling. I don't watch their pro- their programming anymore other than, like, a few matches per pay-per-view. But that's why I had the two of you on here, because you actually do watch their programming. You watch, I at least know you watch every single pay-per-view they put on. 
So that's all I watch at this point. I've completely cut out the weekly TV because it's just you want to watch two to three weeks of spinning your wheels every <laughs> cycle. I'll do the weekly TV, but it's on in the background, you know. So yeah, that like, seems to be on right now. That seems to be what I hear from like a lot of people. It's like, yes, I put it on, but you know, I'm not really paying attention to it. Well, you okay. can't focus on it because it's no. like raw is not built to be consumed in the three-hour period that it is, because it's it's a show that you can just jump in for an hour and they recap so much you're fine. Yeah, like that's what that show is. I don't think they go in thinking that fans actually watch all of it, but a lot of people do, which is really disturbing. <laughs> there are those. I mean, I know one of them who watches like three hours of Raw, two hours of SmackDown. Hour of NXT, and then whatever the fuck. Maybe, maybe they watch two hundred five live. Yeah, maybe they watch that. Maybe they watch. <laughs> it's just like how, and then and then you might have a three hour pay per view and a two hour NXT takeover, and then on top of that, maybe they'll maybe you watch the pre show. Maybe you watch talk, Raw Talk, whatever the fuck. It's oh called. God! It's just like there is so much in the fucking programming. Like I really don't understand how people watch that much of it, but some people do it apparently. I don't. I don't know I, these people, but I, I, I don't get it. Them. I don't know how, because like, and I know there are people that do that. Like, I at, at the comic shop I work at, I talk to people that do that, and it's just like we're from completely different planets. Because I cannot imagine watching all of that stuff. So I can see the the rom com trailer now. Two <laughs> men from different worlds. One where <laughs> one where we watch every hour WWE, and one where we only watch three hours a month. Okay? <laughs> If only it was only three hours a month. It's like <laughs> six to seven now. Two pay-per-views a month. At least one of them's going to be four hours long. Yep. Yeah, and that's because they have the network. They like to run over ten o'clock sometimes. Yeah, I've totally forgotten that. The, well, ten, I should, ten o'clock Central, everybody. For those of us, yeah, that's true. I have to keep. I have yeah. to keep everything focused on the Eastern Time Zone, the only real time zone. Uh, <laughs> We're both, <laughs> but I know. I'm just kidding. It's the it's the New York time zone, so it is yeah. the time zone of the WWE. That's true, actually. Yeah. But but like the oh, I lost my train of thought watching Samoa Joe kick Finn Balor's ass. The <laughs> the three hours, you know, the three plus hours or whatever, and then like you're telling, like I totally forgot. There's two pay per views a lot of months now. Yeah. Yep. Like <laughs> Raw and a SmackDown pay per view, which you know, that shows you how out of tune I am with this with this promotion. That I really. I just completely forgot. Um, but yeah, so there's there's a lot of programming, everybody. And, you know, we have two people here at least keep up with the big shows. But that's more than, you know, that's more than I can say. I've watched, I've watched probably like, I watched like, I watched WrestleMania, which fucking sucked. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah, I watched like this, I watched the shitty half of it first. Like I tuned in halfway through. And, you know, I had a friend that kept telling me, you know, go back and watch the other half. It wasn't that bad. I went back and watched the other half, and it, it was better than the second half, but, like, you know, it was, it was still pretty fucking <laughs> terrible. Um, but, like, like the rest of it, I don't, I don't know. It was... <laughs> it was really bad. Like, it... It's so bad. Like last year, I went to WrestleMania weekend, and you know, I had to talk to people, and they're like, "Oh, you going to WrestleMania?" It's like, "No, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to everything that's not WrestleMania." Oh, you did you did that? You did the everything but WrestleMania, WrestleMania yep. weekend. Yeah, because then, 
who wants to go to actual WrestleMania when you can just like hang out with your friends and watch it on a big screen TV yeah. instead of going sitting in a hot ass arena and watching it on a big screen TV that's far away from you? You probably can't <laughs> see anything either. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, I w- you can see the ring. That's about <laughs> it. I actually was thinking of doing that this year, just because I've never been to New Orleans anyway. But then I'm doing just, it this year. But then New Japan announced that show uh, like two weeks before, and oh, that pretty yeah, that pretty much sealed yeah. the deal for me. I'm gonna I'd rather I'd rather just go back to LA and go to that show, and go see like the LA Kings or something the next night, and just have make that my little four day trip. There you go. But I know I won't see as many people because everybody goes to Mania weekend, but like. I'd rather watch a promotion I actually like. I don't. I and my problem is too. I just don't watch any of those American or British indie companies. So like, where people, other people can go and be like really excited to see, you know, Progress or Evolve or I guess Joey Janela's GCW show or whatever. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm so I, excited. I have, you have I no have idea how excited I am for Spring Break. <laughs> I'm, too. I'm sure that must be really fun. But like, I just have no emotional connection to any of this. So. I'm determined to, to get a mark pick with Nick Gage this year. That's <laughs> that's all I want. Doesn't CCW, CCW runs it too now, right? Yes, talk, and I was at that show too last year. And you, that went was, that over, you went to that over what? Like, wasn't it running head to head with like NXT or something? NXT and Ring of Honor. And you went and you picked CCW. That's awesome. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do it again this year because like you had that insane lineup. And you get to watch Matt Tremont and Pentagon Jr. just fucking annihilate each other with light tubes. <laughs> it awesome. was incredible. It sounds so much better than what we're going to talk about, what we're actually supposed to be here to talk about. But. And I mean, I, I felt like I got the authentic CCW experience because that was the the one where I was walking around during intermission and I walked past a guy with a what I assume is a one-of-a-kind one t-shirt. That was just a picture of a woman's face covered in semen. <laughs> what the fuck? Yep. What the fuck? Yeah. So yeah, so I'm my my buddy goes out to go get buy a shirt from Ricochet, comes back and is like, guys, I just saw something <laughs> that you're gonna think I'm making up. So he tells us that. So like I'm like, I have to go see this. So I go out and I go because I was actually planning to go and buy a shirt from someone too. So I'm just scanning, scanning everyone that's walking in front of me, looking for their shirts. And sure enough, I just see it right there. And I'm like, yep, that is a woman's face covered in seed. That's that, that I guess is the most CZW thing I've ever heard, but the best yeah. part about it was how my buddy <laughs> noticed it was he was wearing like some kind of power Rangers shirt. And so he's walking by and Jimmy Lloyd points at a shirt points in his direction goes hey man nice shirt and at first (laughs) lee thinks like oh he's talking to me yeah i know but then he turns around and sees that jimmy lloyd is actually talking to the man in the shirt with the woman's face on it now and can i can i sorry interrupt you just to say that finn balor on my television screen right now is doing the hokiest most terrible selling I think I've ever seen from a professional wrestler like he might as well be like i am in pain like I just I cannot describe this. Like, uh, 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 oh my god, it hurts so much. Uh, like holding it on my side, like making like the dumbest fucking faces. Like, buddy, <laughs> calm the fuck. Do you not know how to? Sh- how have you been wrestling this long? You don't like. He looks like he's just out of wrestling school. <laughs> I, I know people love this guy, but like you know, and that, I thought the AJ match was good, but like, she's he's now he's gasping for air like he's a dying oh, he's fish. Out. He's out. 
There's not enough people in wrestling that sell by going like, ow! That's what he's doing! Ow, it hurts! (laughs) That's what he's doing! I mean, I can't hear it. I have it on on mute, but like, that's what I... It looks like he's fucking doing that. Like, like, Jesus. Finn, buddy, calm down. But, yeah, the the fakest, hokiest-looking bullshit. Like, oh my god. I don't remember him being that bad in New Japan, but maybe it's just my bias talking. But, I don't <laughs> know. It's like, like somewhere somewhere along the line it feels like he got he got the idea like all right I'm on TV now every week I gotta really like get to cheap seats. He's uh, gotta play to the back of uh, the uh, Look in New but... Japan he didn't know where the hard cam was. How was he supposed <laughs> to know where to just face his gasping? Oh god, that was so terrible though. That was so bad. Like like, I've watched one match between two guys I probably should like, and that was just so fucking awful. And, you know, he gets to oh. the back, and the first thing he hears is, Goddamn, pal, that's some good selling there. <laughs> Don't worry, only uh, two and a half hours more to go. I hate tonight. this company. I hate this company. <laughs> but we're going to talk about it. So that's what we're here for, folks. The next installment of our year in review series. Uh, last week was the first episode with All Japan Pro Wrestling with my buddy Ian and... Obviously, that was a lot more positive than this week's is going to be. This week, we're talking about the sports entertainment leader, the WWE Universe World Wrestling Entertainment. Um, And look, there's a thing for WrestleMania right on Raw right now. Wow. After we were just talking about how I'm not going. Um, But yeah, like the... This is a company that I don't watch. So again, I can only speak to, you know, a certain level. I, I've watched basically what I do with these shows now is like I just check the reviews and I'll put on like the two most hyped matches basically from the show. Like I'm just at the point where I don't need to see the rest of this bullshit. Like I really don't need to watch, you know, the the ten thousands uh I don't know. What's something shitty they've done over and over again this year? You guys could tell Dolph me. Ziggler versus anybody. I yeah. okay. I don't. I do. I definitely never need to see Dolph Ziggler wrestle again. That's a that's a great one. Um, Whatever but, the current Dolph Ziggler versus Kofi Kingston is, <laughs> I just don't need to see it. I just so repetitive, and I I don't I don't need it in my life. And, you know, people are like, "Well, there's still some good wrestling on this show." And I'm like, "Well, there's good wrestling everywhere. Like, that's not." You know, this is not a unique thing that they're doing is by having some good matches. It's more like they're supposed to be about, quote unquote, telling stories. I, I did just make air quotes, everybody. And like, you know, they're supposed to be about the the pomp and circumstance. So on, if we're if we're going to grade them on that measure, guys, how good are they at this year? How good have they been this year at telling stories? Well, I had to think not, really hard to figure out my feud of the year, so I'd say not good. <laughs> not not great, no. Uh, so what if you had to pick like, one thing that's the thing that happened this year in WWE that you're like, we'll say good, on, on the good scale, what is the good story? What is the big thing in WWE that you're happy you got to say? I really, really enjoyed the New Day versus Usos feud. Okay. Like, at the end of the yes. day, I think that is my favorite part of the whole year for WWE. Now, a lot of people are going to say the tag team division in general, and I, 
and I would agree. I mean, the, you know, the bar too, uh, Seamus and Cesaro. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, um, I don't even know who the fuck else there is actually, but those are the three the teams. The Hardys, okay. Um, but those are three teams I've mostly, you know, seen. And yeah, that's good stuff. But like, but Free Zongo. But, but okay. Free Zongo's good for like completely different reasons. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like their shit nice. is insane, and I love it for that. <laughs> yeah. That I have that you 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 have to. I I vaguely know they're doing something. I have no idea what they're like, doing. Like Fashion Peaks might be the greatest thing they did all year. <laughs> it was, where it was good. Tyler Breeze, well, Fandango is missing at that point, and Tyler Breeze just has this vision of Fandango dancing and speaking backwards while the Ascension shows up, and one of them has holds a log while, and pours maple syrup all over it. And then eventually Tyler Breeze just goes, No more metaphors! No more <laughs> metaphors! <laughs> that was the best thing that company might have done all year now that I think about it. I don't know. Um, I have really enjoyed Braun Strowman. Braun has been a high point. All the hokiness that goes with him. You put Braun Strowman with any sort of vehicle and I am in. (laughs) (laughs) Flips ambulances over. He gets murdered by garbage trucks. He comes out of a different garbage truck. This is cool. This is is cool. Limos. But but is this... Is this good because it's funny that this big giant man is flipping over shit? Or is there actually like a good story there? It's more funny than anything, at least yeah, at least like, for me. <laughs> it's it's hokey, but hokey in the entertaining way as opposed to a lot of their stuff, which is just hokey in the eye rolling way. I mean I get I get it, you know. I mean again, this is the only other thing WWE I might watch is like if someone's like, Oh, this this segment or whatever, which is I might watch it on YouTube after, which is how I saw that incredible and incredibly bad Roman Cena uh, promo. But oh, oh yeah, <laughs> but Not I bad. saw the, 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 the we'll talk about that in a second actually because that was that was amazing. But the Braun the Braun thing, um, you know he he's flipping over the truck the the ambulance or whatever, and it's like yeah this is this is fine. I mean this is cool, but like what what is the story exactly? Um, like, what are we, what are we, like, like, what is it really saying that we needed a giant man flipping an ambulance to say, I guess. Maybe this <laughs> no, is there's, my... no, there's no story here, really. Okay. It's just Ron doing shit. Yeah. Like, the ambulance one, that was fine because it's like, oh man, he's really mad at Roman. Okay. So he put him in that ambulance. Now he's got to flip it over to show how mad he is at him. But the garbage truck, that just... That was the garbage truck was like the dumbest thing I've ever seen. That was so bad. Like I just I couldn't handle it. It was so bad. I mean that was I think the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I mean um and my problem is where people where people defend them as you know, they're telling stories, they're doing their thing, they're I don't fucking know. What else do they what else do people say in defense of this? You know, it's you gotta be for the mainstream, blah blah blah. It's like no, it's PG, you know. You got to go for kids. Is there is there anything really that appealing about you know watching like like are people are there really people out there who are like you know I don't want to see this wrestling shit if it's just you know two guys you know having a cool match but man if people are getting thrown in the back of garbage trucks <laughs> that's where I, now you got me now I'm into this like with complete with hokey fake murder sounds like that's you know the gears turning over and over again. On a three-second loop, that that's where I'm at. 
You know, like, I, I think there there is those people, and they're the yeah. people that only watched the Attitude Era and then stopped watching after that. Okay. Well, I don't think they're going to get those people back. So. No, they won't. No, Unless, no <laughs> they need to call women some words and probably call Goldust some words, too. And that's how you get them back. Yeah, fair. Because, man, uh, 90s WWE, they sure did, uh, like, lower-tier slurs. <laughs> it does not age well. No, it really, it really doesn't. I, I like that on pretty much any 90s pay-per-view you watch, you can find one sign where you're just like, oh, no, why would you ever write that on poster board? <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we're saying here is it's always been terrible, everybody. <laughs> I mean, I made that argument on Twitter once, like, um, like I forget what it was for. I think it was for, like, unpopular arguments or something, or unpopular opinions, and I was like, really, American wrestling's never been good outside of, like, a couple years here or there in the past, like, 30 so I mean, it's just a, it's just an incredibly mediocre, especially mainstream like American wrestling. It's not, you know, it's not a very good thing. It's kind no. of crappy. It's kind of like, it's it's a, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna alienate people with this speech, but like, you know, <laughs> when when has WWE been really really good? In like the last ten years, I would say for like three months in 2007, it was really good, which is like the 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 Edge Cena. But I, not yeah, Edge and Orton, Cena and Shawn Michaels. That stuff was awesome. That's a, that's a, really the last time I can remember being like really excited to watch Raw every week. But even then, I'm probably just forgetting stuff that really fucking sucked around that time too. Like I, I mean, what was going on on SmackDown at the time. I it probably wasn't any good. 2011, 2012 yeah. was pretty good time for WWE. Mm, Looks like the Shield and the CM yeah. Punk stuff. Like there was good um, stuff in there. Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people are probably more good than that. Yeah, that's, that's good, I guess. That's a, probably probably. I completely forgot about that actually. But. <laughs> but but like when I think of that, you know what? I'm just as likely to think about Kevin Nash, Jack Knight's powerbombing Punk. Yeah. Like even when yeah. even when it's quote unquote good, there's a lot of there's still a lot of shitty stuff in there. Yeah, they got to follow it up with something garbage. Yeah. Because they, but. I will say Vince's. I guess key to his storytelling is doing what's unexpected. And it doesn't make sense because of that. And he's always trying to shock and swerve people. So like the thing that makes the least amount of sense will probably happen because you don't expect it. And he thinks that's good because you're surprised and you feel some sort of reaction. That's my guess, at least, is trying to understand Vince's booking philosophies. But really, yeah. it's just the whims of a 70-year-old man. Yeah, that, there's no... You can't who... try to figure out why they do anything. Just I mean, it, it's like a, whatever, it. whatever the guy... whatever he, He'll wake up one day and be like, you know, damn it! <laughs> we need, we need, Triple H has got to give Kurt the pedigree! <laughs> I mean, what is that? What? what why? 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 I was looking at Kurt the other day from behind, and his bald head reminded me of a penis. <laughs> and I thought, I want to see that penis get pedigreed. Yeah. Do it. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and that was backstage at Survivor Series. Because <laughs> that wasn't the plan until like five minutes before the match started. Because yeah. why do we keep the same plan for more than 15 minutes? We don't. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so WWE's year. Um, 
first of all, let's talk about the brand split real quick. Cause that was something that came in the second half of last year. What have you guys thought about like having the brand split again? Obviously it's meant way more pay-per-views. Um, really what, when you think about it, it took like, we hadn't had brand split, like pay-per-views in a lot longer than people think. Yeah. They, they <laughs> yeah. dropped those fucking things. What? Like 2006. Right. It was like, I think they were still technically. Yeah, they were still around there because that was when WWE ECW was around. Right, on separate. Maybe it was '07 because I know I know that they. I'm gonna look this up because I'm curious. I'm I want to say it probably ended in late '08. That's my guess. But like, I I kind of sworn I I don't. Okay, maybe that's true. Um. Well, we know that Raw is the superior brand after last night. Yeah, we saw the scoreboard. Yeah, it was four to three. They won, obviously. Obviously. So there's really not much to debate here. The Raw is the superior brand. You know, initially I did like the the brand split, but it was when they decided to shake things up that it just totally went to hell. Because I don't know what exactly happened, but just... Both of the brands were devastated by the swaps, and what they got did not match up with what they lost. I don't, I don't know how the math works out. But that's that's weird because you would think it'd be an even exchange. Yeah, no. it didn't make sense on either side, and just made both shows way worse for it. Yeah. Like you had the Miz on SmackDown, and the Miz has this awesome feud going with Daniel Bryan. You know, great promos and everything, and you expect something's going to happen with that. But no, okay, so it says the raw. So here, here's what I want to. Here's what I, here's where I found it. So it was after WrestleMania 23. That's what it says here. Uh, WrestleMania 23. After that is when they stopped. They so it was 2007. Because oh, WWE abandoned the practice of single brand pay per view events following WrestleMania 23, and then it says later that year, December to December, like there was no December to December 2007 or. And there was no uh, like New Year's Revolution 2008, so okay. like, that was the end of it. Was like uh, after WrestleMania 23 is when they made the announcement. So I don't know exactly what the first show was. Okay, yeah, that's right. For whatever reason, I always think the first ECW One Night Stand was 06 instead of 05. Yeah, so yeah, no, that ma- that matches up then. I want to. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm still looking at this, but like, I think oh, Backlash 08 or 07 might have been the first. Yep, there we go. So it, Backlash 07 was the first one. That had Ross Smackdown and ECW talent. So you're you're talking like, you know, ten fucking years basically, without. But since we hit last had like a lot of brand split papers. I know they had a few of them la- like last year, right? Like it's kind it started last year. Yeah, it started. This- was it a year ago? Just yeah. about because I think there was something brand split going on during Survivor Series last year. Yeah. So, you know, we're talking, we're talking like nine and a half years, basically, without brand split pay-per-views. So how, how would, how did the reintroduction of brand split pay-per-views go? Like, what has that been like this year? This year has not been good because like I was saying before, both sides just were kind of thrown off by these, by this brands, by the uh, shakeup. And so it feels like you get a lot of guys spinning their wheels, a lot of guys who just aren't doing anything. And when they are, the storylines are just garbage. Yeah, everything just blends together. Like I'm flipping through the pay-per-views this year, trying to find something like for a show of the year. And it's 
like I don't remember half of these, and I watched all of them, and I. I mean, not only watched them, on you also fire. You watched them intently enough to write a fucking recap. Yeah, it's not like, like I reviewed ever outside of WrestleMania. I've reviewed every WWE show since I started writing for this site. <laughs> and they just they fucking just blend together. Like I don't know what happened when anymore. I did not review um all of them, but I did preview all of them since like June. Mm. Uh, just mediocre. You're flipping through and it's like this match was three stars. This match was two and three quarters. This match was three and a half or whatever. Nothing stands out. I will um, say that whatever Whenever I'm reading your, whenever I'm, re- I'm reading your reviews, it's like, yeah, it just it, most of the time the, the shows sound like aggressive, aggressively mediocre. Like last night, you know, I went through. I I, I thought the show was going to be really good, actually, but it I, would, I did too. It was it a little disappointing. It doesn't sound like it was that great. But like I saw someone, I think it was Rich, say it was the best WWE show of the year, and I was like, "Are you fucking high? This was <laughs> terrible." <laughs> Okay, so you well, we don't have to give a Survivor Series recap, but a little bit. Why? Why not? It just happened last night. What? What was terrible about Survivor Series? All right, hang on. I need to go through my the, review. I, I thought most of it was fine. The uh, the women's match, Bliss versus Charlotte, nearly put me to sleep. I thought it was really boring. Oh my god, yes. And obviously, the f- finale was just mind boggling, mind bogglingly stupid. But I thought the rest was was decent you had one i mean really 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 good match in there yeah for me it was a lot of matches that did not live up to their potential yeah exactly like like shield versus new day should have been awesome shield Shield versus new day like when they announced that match i was actually pretty excited for it and i was like well if nothing else that should be really good and it doesn't kick it into the you know third gear or whatever yeah Yeah. it was the opener and it never and then yeah. same with uh, the tag team match. Like you have the Usos who have been phenomenal all year versus the Bar who are great. And it was just kind of, it was okay. It was good. It wasn't. Yeah, it was fine. It wasn't yeah, that I mean, good. Those, those are the two matches I actually really wanted to say. So. And, and they're then, both all right. <laughs> yeah. So like reading that review did not make me any more excited to be like, well, I definitely got to make sure I watch it right away. So. Um, you know, and then the one match that everybody's praising is Brock and AJ, and I get the feeling reading the reviews that if I don't, you know, if I'm not, if I'm not feeling Brock Lesnar in 2017, it's probably it. Would you say it's a Brock Lesnar? It's a very Brock 2017 match. Is that fair? I would I disagree. disagree. Oh, really? Okay, that's yeah. Accurate. I would say it's because he actually worked a match instead of just doing Suplex City for five ten minutes. It was like oh, yeah. an actual decent match. Yeah. Okay. He he dominated for, you know, the first few minutes and then they went pretty much back and forth till the end and it was it was really really good, I thought. All right, yeah. well, that's interesting. I mean, I saw that you guys gave it four and a half, so, you know, yeah. I was going to I was going to watch it, but yeah, that's it. I, four I and a half is where WWE tops out for me this year. <laughs> like Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I'll check it out. I just I, I wasn't expecting that it's not it's more of an actual match. I was worried cuz Brock this year has been a sideshow. Yes. Yeah. Actually good in the ring. But I mean that Brock Goldberg match is incredible, lived. but like okay. That Brock Goldberg match was incredible, but it was like five minutes long. Yeah, like I'm yeah. sorry. Best I five understand. minute match they'll do, people, but 
people are gonna you know we we got one vote in the omakaze year-end awards which are a thing that are coming soon that you guys will get about to now since you've been on the show um and the only ballot so far was from our um I don't, actually i don't know if he wants me to reveal what he voted for so i wouldn't say who it was from but he voted for brock goldberg first and like you know i i get it it wasn't i mean it was an incredible five minutes but just i feel so fucking stupid voting for a five minute match as match of the year like i just can't fucking do it yeah like, I, think, I think i gave it like four and a quarter i think it's it was incredible five minutes but like just and there's so many matches that are so much that go for so much longer and are you know so just six i, I don't know maybe I'm i maybe i i didn't maybe get too shallow but i, I don't say. know i didn't get lesnar versus goldberg like i felt really? like i was missing something because i just didn't i it never connected with me like it, i don't it, know it connected with I me was. i thought it was incredible but i just i i can't give a five minute match back of the year like maybe that's just me being too shallow Maybe I have to open my mind or whatever, but I just I can't do it. I, have I can't it, give a five minute match match. I have it in my top five of WWE matches, but that's more because WWE has not had a high quality <laughs> matches this year. Yeah. So I mean uh, I can see liking it a lot. I just can't see voting for for match of the year. But no. I'm sorry, buddy, if you're you're out there listening that I uh you know, I'm gonna you you can reveal yourself if you want on Twitter or something when you hear this, but um, you know. I didn't want didn't to trash you without giving you a chance to defend yourself. Um, but yeah, as far as... But yeah, as far as WWE itself goes and like the split pit reviews, it just seems like, to me, reading recaps, like it just seems really like, I don't know, like too much stuff is getting on these shows that like doesn't have any business being there, it feels like, reading the results. And that might be why this, this stuff is so forgettable. But it's a lot it's, they're, they're aggressively mediocre shows. Yeah. yeah. Like, has there been any split brand show that's been like, wow, this is really the reason why you should be doing split brand? No. No, no. Because, okay. <laughs> like, the idea behind it is, and actually, I like that they're doing the split brands because their roster is so bloated. You need to give guys more time. And since before, you know, just the single brand i guess you had the same guys on the same shows every week and meanwhile half the locker room is sitting in the back doing nothing and hoping they get on main event if at best but now with this you can give guys like equal amount of time you can make a fucking jinder mahal title run because you have the time on smackdown to do it you couldn't have done that before i'm not saying it's a good thing that's just the only example that came to mind (laughs) I mean, I mean Baron Corbin would not be getting singles matches on pay-per-views if the shows were combined. Yeah. I don't know. So no, no, no. He, he had that chairs match with Kalisto. That was a singles match before the brand yeah. split. <sighs> which I still say that was that's my favorite Baron Corbin match. So so what here's here's my issue with this though. Like if you read these results, it feels like a lot of these shows are still like half filler. So instead of using the time, the extra time to push a bunch of mid-card acts, it often feels like they just, you know, use the extra time to do nothing. Yes. And it's like they, because basically it's like there's, you have two extremes, right? You have the Russo extreme where like everyone on the roster is in like 10 feuds at once. You know, um, they, they think any random like lower mid-carder in 1999, like Al Snow was like somehow feuding with Goldust and feuding with the big boss man and feuding with, 
You know, I don't, he may be teaming with uh, Mick Foley, but then feuding with Mick Foley, like all at the same time. <laughs> like that, that would all be going on at once. But, um, you know, just a random example, like anything like that. You know, Undertaker was feuding with Vince, but also, you know, feuding with the big boss man, but then also like mad at Kane. But there's also this going, like a million things going on with every single wrestler on the roster. And then the other extreme is like the WWE in the past, like, 15 years where it's like, yeah, the main eventers will have something to do and they're going to push it over and over again. They're going to tell you that over and over again, but nobody else on the roster is going to do anything. And that's not really that exciting either. I mean, it's more focused and it makes more sense for sure. But like, there's no, you know, there's, there's just a lot of downtime and something and stuff like that. So if you're going to do the split, it feels like to me, like you need to have, just more pushed acts than they have. The, the like, potential guys- is there for doing it well. They're not doing it super <laughs> well, though. So, like, it could be really cool and exciting. It, it's just uh, not. Just put more guys on TV or something. Like, have them have the guys that are out there do something instead of just like, oh yeah, it's here's Jason Jordan in a match. Here's Dolph Ziggler doing a bunch of wacky other people's entrances and then losing. Uh, like, well, okay. But um, and then obviously you know you just have stuff like the Survivor Series main event where it's like when these when some of these people do get into the main events it's just for these self defeating purposes like you know Nakamura and Bobby Roode like the first two people out or whatever so we can have the Triple H masturbatory fucking three on one bullshit so we can turn on Angle and all that like I don't know it's like, I was actually really enjoying that match for like the first ten minutes or so <laughs> and then and then it just went off the fucking cliff and i'm like what are, what are we watching you had you had like nakamura mixing it up with triple h which was cool and you know baylor and you had everybody in there which is what a survivor series match should be but then all the cool people get eliminated scene is gone he didn't do anything He's just gone. Yeah, let's and... talk about that john cena <laughs> that is incredible right like because like he pulled he was togi makabe he <laughs> didn't bump he didn't do a single thing, and then he just got pinned by Kurt Angle, who could barely walk. It's remarkable. Like what? What happened? <laughs> Why was he there? I mean, that's not that. Yeah, again, that's not you know Bobby Roode and Nakamura are like one of these people getting treated like a geek. That's fucking John Cena. Like legit, just they should have just put Jinder in that match in his <laughs> role. Yeah. Why yeah. Not? Like why? Why was Cena there just to get beat by Angle? It doesn't really make yeah, sense. I don't get it. I it was a, so weird. Before that, then that's so true. He did do that, but even so, at least yeah. then have Balor be the one that pinned. Yeah, him. yeah, yeah. It's just bizarre. Makes no sense. <laughs> trying to trying to dissect it is pointless. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's it's just a really weird, a really weird. Well, not weird because it's very typical for them. But you know that we're built. That's the most important thing: is to build Triple H and Kurt Angle for WrestleMania, not to build up all these other guys that you know presumably you're going to need for the next year. Well, Nakamura's already pretty fucking old, actually. Now I think about it. Yeah, he's thirty-seven. <laughs> or something. I like do something with them though while you got them. Yeah. Like, what are we, what yeah. are we doing right now? But I don't know. Hunter and uh. Hunter and Angle, everybody. WrestleMania. Got to keep Triple H strong. Got to keep Triple H strong. Got to get ready for that Mania match. What a match is going to be. 
Um, <laughs> Triple H has to jerk himself off in front of the most amount of people possible. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know. We should move on to awards already. Let's, I'm already let's talk about some positive stuff here. Let's talk about positive. Yeah. You know, hang on. Speaking of Triple H jerking himself off, <laughs> have you guys ever been to an NXT show, like a house show? Uh, two of them. Uh, no, no, never. When you were at the show, August, did you have? Did they do the whole thing with the Triple H like introing the show on the video screen? Um, they would run a video package beforehand. I don't remember like an excessive amount of Triple H on it, but there was like okay. Then the one I got was like it wasn't even a package. It was just Triple H at like the WWE Control Center or whatever, and he's like, and he's just like, you know, this is your brand. You made this happen. We're NXT, and then are you ready? And then they started the show. So it's like you got the Triple H promo, and he got the pop. I don't remember. It's very possible that those might have happened, but I don't remember. I was really hoping, though, that Triple H was going to be at the NXT show I was at because that was his birthday. And I was curious (laughs) to see if Triple H would come to the NXT show on his birthday and then what kind of nonsense would happen because of that. I can guarantee you Triple H was not coming out to the middle of Kansas to... To go to an NXT show, so I was really hoping he would like. Oh, it's my birthday! I got to pedigree everyone on the roster <laughs> at the same time somehow. <laughs> uh, why is there? A, why does someone draw like an anime picture of the shield? Like, wow. I didn't see it. I feel it's, like the better question is why would you why think that happen? <laughs> Have you been on Tumblr? Now? <laughs> it's, off, it's off like it's off the picture now um it's very popular in certain demographics yeah man i remember the time i was when i used to use tumblr i was just trying to find a shield gif of i can't even remember what it was so i just typed in the shield wrestling and a whole boy did i find a whole bunch of fan fiction with tongues and <laughs> tongues and buttholes because there was and i'm like once you start reading you're like i, I gotta see where girls, this goes girls are allowed to be horny too <laughs> It's like I I need to know what no, happens no here. No, 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 no. It just all of a sudden it's like, oh no, what have I found? It's like <laughs> this this past weekend when a friend was telling me about the fan fiction he read, where the tree outside of Hogwarts fucked the whole school. Oh, I okay. Wait, I know about a tree. I was there for um, oh, a, a live fan fiction reading once where they, they were gonna re- read terrible fanfics, and it was like a squid fucking the school of Hogwarts. Again, they they read that whole fanfic to us. It was uh, it was something. <laughs> they, they, these people that they've written, they've written everything. If you think of anything, yeah, it's, it's there. I mean, my the best thing of all time is that fanfiction txt account on Twitter because it's like you'll find all sorts <laughs> of shit. Starting with their pin treat, which is apparently Barack Obama chuckling and saying, "You mean the Chaos Emeralds?" And it's like, <laughs> It's like the the Obama ex Sonic fic, apparently. Jesus Christ! <laughs> the only time I ever wrote fan fiction was when I was a teenager and was way into Kaiju Big oh, Battle. I wrote a shitload of fan fiction. I'm not yeah. gonna sit here. I'm not gonna judge you. But... I wrote a shitload of fi- none of it was porn. But <laughs> yeah, no, was- I never got yeah. into that side of it. Yeah, it was like just edgy stuff, you know, like oh, my what, wife- what this character turned evil and then killed everybody. My wife was really big in the Yu-Gi-Oh! fandom when she was, you know... Oh, she's seen some shit, probably. 
Steve's Steve's from set. I I remember that famous. Seen and written, but yeah. <laughs> um, but wow, we have to. It's almost sad that we have to transition back out of this off track. WWE. I mean, we we don't really have to, do we? <laughs> we, could just, we, could just re, we could find that squid fucking Hogwarts fanfic, but all right. I tried looking for that tree fucking Hogwarts story, and I just found the tree fucking Harry, and a, that was much more upsetting because <laughs> it was just straight up like evil dead oh yeah yeah i'm gonna try to find squid fucks hogwarts let's say i mean when i was in like when i would do the e-fetting stuff <laughs> and like a wrestling forum i was on there was one guy who like his his the person he always played he always played as trish stratus and oh. he would always find a way to just write hardcore erotic posts <laughs> with her and whatever other women were in the company and it would always be like he would start and then the other guys who controlled the other girls would be like come on i don't want to <laughs> do this all right so i i found the fanfic everybody it's called first encounter by lyris malachi i'm just gonna read a little bit of it here Hogwarts sighed in an echo within his empty halls the students had all Jesus left for the summer and he felt empty and useless. Hagrid was often around, but he was usually too focused on bizarre animals to fulfill the needs of Hogwarts. Is the tree fucking the school? No, no, no. This is this is one with the squid fucking the school. Wait, is this implying that the Hagrid normally school? fucks the school? The actual, I, I think so. Professors would pop in, <laughs> wow. would pop in occasionally, but being a magic school, Hogwarts didn't need much upkeeping. The little he did need, the little he did need, was taken care of by Filch. Um, I don't know if I have a pot or advice. I, I was like, what's a filch? He, the, he shuddered. He shuddered, okay. causing small, he shuddered, causing small trembles throughout his halls that was barely <laughs> discernible, except by the spiders and owls. He didn't care much for filch, wishing he could walk w- without his web feet touching his magnificent squ- stone floors. Uh, blah, blah, blah. The giant squid saw how miserable Hogwarts was. It was true that he also missed the students, but for an entirely different reason. He missed, their terif- he missed their terrified screams as he revealed himself, rising from the murky depths of the lake. His huge eyes stared mournfully at his very large tentacles. <laughs> at one time, he had dreams of being an actor. Okay. I don't know. I think it keeps going, and then it starts into... The I, it keeps going like that. The, the squid eventually, wow. eventually tells the the school that he'll go slow. He promises, <laughs> uh, and it keeps going. Yeah, so it's like it keeps going. But go look for it, everybody. It's called <laughs> it's called first first encounter. A Harry Potter fanfic about a, a squid fucking a school. The but, the school building, Jesus. The school building. <laughs> it's not yeah. where I thought that was going. <laughs> the building. The building is lonely, and the squid. Squid can the squid can help. The Man, that's gonna suck when like someone comes back from summer from like summer or spring break or whatever, and they like go to their dorm room and it's just full of squid semen. <laughs> squid ink. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that works. How do squids fuck? Like, um, God damn it, Hogwarts! We really, we really did end up in a in a in a place here, but um, all right. So WWE, <laughs> the Fed, yes. New York. Um, let's talk about some of the best things WWE did this year. Um, let's talk rest of the year MVP first, because this is the one I really like. I talked about this a few times in the uh, in the old Voice of Wrestling Slack. 
I really don't know who the fuck is going to be the highest vote getter for this category in the Observer Awards this year. Because usually, you know, like last year, AJ won it, obviously, from the Fed. Um, but, you know, you need like a title reign. You need some other kind of big, you know, success. Some kind of ma- like really good matches, too. Like it's supposed to be a mix of like match quality and drawing. And you need you need something, you know, you need something to hang your hat on. And, you know, there, I'm sure there are still readers that only watch WWE and they need someone to vote for. So someone's going to get some votes. But I think the WWE vote is going to get split this year. And I really have no idea who you would like, who you would put as a guy who brought drawing power and match quality and was important to this promotion this year. Like, who fits that bill? I really can't think about anybody. It sure as fuck wasn't AJ this year. No. Yeah, <laughs> and that, that's actually who I wrote down because, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I don't even think he's the guy I would put in there. But it's like, fuck, I, I can't think of any single person. Uh, I went with Braun. Ron Strowman, just because he was the most entertaining guy for me this year. Yeah, he he had his, his feud with Roman. You know how much they love Roman was was pretty quality stuff. He had one of my favorite matches at SummerSlam, and I mean, but that's it. <laughs> like, there's yeah. nothing else there. I mean, that Brock uh, match. I mean, I, I think know. if if that Brock match was good, I think like really good. I think he would have been a runaway contender. Yes. But that Brock, that Brock match being like getting putting in, yeah, going yeah. in that in that big of a spot and then turning in what I thought was a pretty subpar performance. Yeah, that Brock match good. I think derailed him. Really disappointing. Yeah. But but he was he was hot from about June to September or so. I thought he was the best thing going in the company, and no one else had that good of a streak. So I go with Braun. But I mean, I, I totally, I, I mean, I definitely could see that vote, and I think he's going to get a lot of votes. I, I cannot fathom anyone voting for Roman. Um, oh God, even, he hasn't even, done shit this even year. Even no. people, even people who love him, and I think Roman in ring is a very good wrestler. Yeah, but um, like really, just he wasn't booked particularly well. He wasn't very over, and you know, it's not even like the, the Braun feud was great, but like, what else did he have? That Cena match again, very disappointing. I, I did not incredibly disappointing. It. Yeah. Like it, I really hired the undertaker deal. at the biggest show of the year. I mean, in a, a terrible match. That did happen. Nobody, nobody, nobody talks about it at all, which is amazing. Because it's terrible. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know. It's a very, it's a very weird, a very weird year for him. I don't, you know, again, and I think they could have done a lot to really, um, you know, put him back on track. Obviously, I think everybody has been calling for the heel turn forever now. But, you know, they haven't done, they didn't do anything really except, you know, reunite the shield to get him cheered once in a while. And yeah. Then he got sick. So he didn't even he got get sick. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, now they're, they're back doing it again. But I don't know. Shit, is Goldberg the Flair Thez winner? <laughs> I mean, very possible. I, mean, I could say it. If he was there for more than, you know, three months at the beginning of the year, maybe, but... Is anyone going to vote for Brock? No, because I don't think he... Can't. No, he doesn't move the needle like he should, because, like, it... He doesn't show that they draw bigger when he's around. There's no evidence that he moves network subscriptions. He doesn't move ratings. 
And if he's, we saw Brock more often, maybe, but maybe, but yeah, and it's not like he's putting anyone over. So what the fuck is the point of Brock anymore? Oh, he's gonna put over that that Roman Reigns kid. Yeah, well, yeah, he's on, he's on the road to Roman, and he's yeah. been there doing that for like, like two, two years, years now. Yeah, two years, yep. yeah. Um, but so I get. I mean, I think Braun's the best pick for this. For WWE. yeah, he would not. I and I like him a lot, but he would not sniff my top three over. No, God, no. Yeah. But um, but I think that's that might end up being the top vote getter. I mean, it could be AJ again, just on because it's AJ Styles, and he did manage to win the title during the voting period finally. But yeah, that, that I mean, if maybe if you like that Kevin Owens feud more than I did, but every match I saw those two together was really yeah, not, yeah, it was um, not no. Yeah. It started off all right, and then just they don't really have much chemistry. It's it really just does not click. Like you got two guys like that, you think it's going to be awesome, and it, yeah, it just doesn't work. But, but um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people were excited for that feud, and it just like you said, it just went nowhere. But yeah, it's the rest of the year. I think we're saying Braun, maybe, maybe Kelly. I think you said somebody else. I said AJ, AJ just because I couldn't think okay. of anyone else. But again, he's not going to be your, in your top three either. I don't think. No. Yeah, yeah. I think it could end up being AJ. So, like in the Observer Awards, the top vote getter. But like, I think he'll be like sixth or something. Yeah, I guess we'll say. I mean, maybe if you count. Okay, if you count NXT for this, is there anybody? My two, my guy for NXT, and he's not really even NXT. It's the UK thing. I want Pete Dunne because he's kind of the guy they're building that around. My NXT MVP this year was Asuka. Mm. She, we went to a live show this year. She was the most over person there. Mm. She's. She, I think, is the only draw on that brand when you had like Bobby Roode on top. Well, people, no, people no. probably paid to see to hear that theme song, buddy. Yeah, no, <laughs> they did. They did 100%. But like, Asuka held the brand together for the past year of rather lackluster main events. So she's my pick for MVP. Yeah. Um, that's a great, that's a good pick, but I, I don't think sure. I don't think that's you gonna like this the observer awards. <laughs> You're not getting near that, but yeah. But I don't know. That, that's I mean, we haven't talked a lot about NXT on this show, but you know, I, I haven't. I, I've watched most of the takeovers. I can't really say. You know, they're always they're always good. I guess. Yeah, I go but... through this every now four months where. I watch TakeOver and I think, man, this is good. Why don't I watch the weekly NXT TV? You know, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get back on. And then I watch like two weeks of it and then I get bored. And then I just stop watching entirely. And then TakeOver rolls over again. I'm like, you know, TakeOver, I should watch that. And then I get all hyped about NXT again. (laughs) Watch two weeks of TV. (laughs) The first week after TakeOver is just like recap and... yeah. And a couple pre-show matches. And it's like they, and don't they always suck. Forward, They're always so. bad. Though this time around should actually be solid because I think there's yeah. the Johnny Gargano Pete Dunne match on there, and that should be awesome. Yeah, it should be. But like, it, it takes them a while to get moving to their next takeover because of the way they film, and yeah, sometimes it's. Seems like they're just spinning wheels on their yeah, weekly I'm not, show. I'm not out here to say anything about actually because I know a lot of people really like it and. And I don't want I, to take anything away from anybody, but uh, the last thing I want to do is ruin people's fun when it probably is there are legit, legitimate good things about it. But 
And I heard I the take. It. I heard this takeover was great. I haven't watched it yet, but yeah, I, I still need to watch the the second half of it. It was good. It was good. I um, I really liked it. So I loved the Velveteen Dream of Alistair Black. Yes, match. that was really good. Uh, that match, the title match, was really good, and the I, I thought War Games was pretty fun too. So it was just full of chaos and. <laughs> plunder and it was, it was it was pretty wild and some people didn't like it but i thought this i enjoyed it a lot my my issue basically is that just i i don't know i don't find the ability to care about anything going on like maybe it is that the weekly tv is just not my thing i just can't i really can't sit through it every week it's just so boring most of the time but See, i find um, the nxt i find it the easiest hour to like actually just watch hmm. like it's yeah. It doesn't seem like a chore like watching Raw does or anything like that. So I don't know. It, it feels it does still feel like a chore to me. I have to be honest, but um, I don't. That's why I don't really watch it. But the right. the takeovers are usually fine. I just don't feel any don't feel any connection to these people because I don't watch the TV. So that's that's actually on me too because I'm sure if you watch the TV, it probably does make. Because unlike with WWE, it's not like you know you, there isn't that feeling like you know nothing matters or. You know, um, the the two best on the takeover, the Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black match, and then the the NXT title match. I thought both those were built up really well yeah. in the weeks preceding it. So, you know, they, they'll run the video package beforehand and catch you up. But yeah, I thought Talks. they were pretty good programs. Um, but yeah, so like overall though that that's a good picture of NXT MVP I guess so we'll try to we'll try to work on NXT in these awards and do like a separate main roster in NXT one um for most outstanding wrestler just in ring who who had the best in ring year in WWE main roster I, I i have 3 uh i went so AJ Styles obviously just one of the best in the world right now uh Braun Strowman had a ton of fun matches dragged three nearly four-star, if not four-star matches out of the big show, which is incredible. And then my third is Neville. I I love that Braun Roman match, whatever the fuck the February show was called. Yeah. I I can't remember, because they had a couple, but there was one of them that was really good. I think it was the February one that I really, really liked. Is that the um, one where he ended up with him crushing him with the stairs? I think so. That was one of my favorite things, and it wasn't even on the actual show, but it was in the post-show when Roman's walking to the back, like he refuses to get help, and you know he stops, he spits out blood on the wall, <laughs> and it was just this amazing visual, and it's just like, come on, why couldn't this this been in the normal show? It was so cool, such a cool moment. It's like that's how you get Roman over. You have him just be this badass that just got the shit kicked out of him but he refuses to get help and there he is just covering a wall in his own blood because he won't go to the doctor and it was just yes that's what I want I want big tough beefy dudes but um, but yeah so that was the, I mean I definitely agree with you most Braun matches I saw this year were really good you know like I said again I think the one his one big failing was that match for the you know, his biggest spot of the year against Brock, he didn't turn in a great performance and neither, you know, neither did Brock. So, you know, if that, if that match was like a, like a 
like you know a, a really really great match i think he probably would have had a, a you know really strong case for his award yeah i i went with aj for outstanding yeah so aj has the brock match now he had the match at rumble with john cena which people loved and he also took shane to four stars at mania so i mean it seems pretty most outstanding to me so it's weird because you like you you don't like the cena match as much as a lot of other people i thought that that might still be my WWE match of the year actually but I don't like the Shane match as much as a lot of people did. Like a lot of people told me, like, "Oh, well, you still got AJ Shane." And I went back and watched that match. I'm like, "What the? Like this is like this is fine, but it's not like I, I didn't think it hit like four star level." But, I think it's just expectations. Yeah, that might be part of the reason why I hated that show so much because it's like, oh, people, a lot of other people were like, "Well, at least you have AJ Shane," and I'm like, "Well, like, yeah, you don't be. expect Shane to get to that level." I guess, but. Um, but yeah, I agree. AJ, AJ's a good pick for most outstanding, I guess. But again, not not a great pick because he still has that whole uh, yeah. that Owens period where you know he it felt like he really didn't do anything since he was uh you know he was in the in a lot of really mediocre matches. But but I mean he 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 I didn't I haven't seen AJ Jinder yet, but I heard it was like Jinder's best match of the year by far. Yeah, I was watched fine. It. it was it was a decent match which is way more than you can say about any other gender match um, yeah it was it showed off what gender i think could do like he, he threw aj around and aj sold for him really well he, you know took some big bumps for him and i think if gender was in sort of a more mid-card role he would be a lot less offensive yeah but, um like if gender is where baron corbin is right now i think I mean, but, but, but let's not let Nakamura off the hook either for that feud because I feel like a lot of people talked a lot of shit about gender and that's fair. He shouldn't be in that position, but Nakamura showed absolutely nothing as well. And you know, he it, slept. He slept. Walked through those matches. It, you know, it pains God, me because I love Nakamura. God bless Nakamura because he's he's you know he slept walked through a lot in New Japan, but at least he showed up for the big matches and he didn't show up for any match for that fucking gender feud really. So no, I'm still convinced that Nock has came to WWE with the plan to just go back to New Japan in like two years. <laughs> he's got. I, I read he's got like one more year left. Like I'm convinced that as soon as that's up, he's gone. January 2019 or something like that. So you know, good for him if he's collecting a decent payday and you know traveling around the country. So, but yeah, not good matches. <laughs> Yeah, not with that. I mean, and again, not that Dolph Ziggler was having classics, but that that feud sucked. Yeah. Um, but what the one that to me looks particularly egregious now, given what he's done since, is that Samoa Joe feud. Because because Nakamura Joe, I didn't, I hate, I pretty much hate all those matches except maybe the cage match. I guess was okay, but like that Brooklyn match that you know Dave somehow gave four and a quarter was really <laughs> like a three star special at best. Yeah. And, I didn't like, hate them, but they weren't they weren't anything special, nothing to write home about. But then after Joe, you know, Joe gets called up and he you know, he has that a, a very good match with Brock. Um oh God, what else he did, did he with do? Rollins. He's in that, that great that awesome four way match at SummerSlam. Yeah. I mean like Joe has done way more, you know, another after the feud was over, Joe did way more, is my point, I guess. But 
you know, it, it, like people thought Joe was done basically, and he's he's really had a a pretty decent year for himself. Whereas Nakamura, you know, <laughs> has not disappointing. <laughs> yeah, Nakamura... I, don't, I don't even know if it's disappointing because, like, when Nakamura first came to WWE, you're like, well, that doesn't seem to fit. Mm. Like that's no, just he's just, at this point he's just an entrance. Yeah. And the, the problem, I mean, I was talking about this with, uh, oh God, who was I talking with? Jeff Hawkins from uh, Shake Them Ropes. The problem, too, with his character is that, like, Nakamura works. Did, did you guys see the rest, the Wrestle Kingdom with Nakamura and Ibushi? Did you see the English? Oh, yeah. So JR gives that speech, and he's talking about how, you know, he's the king of strong style. He loves Michael Jackson. You know, he dances his way down the ring, but then he can kick your ass. And, like, that's what his character's supposed to be. It's supposed to be both. It's supposed to be, yeah. he's just, just charismatic. The showman, but then he, when he, but, but he, that's like an exterior, and beneath that is this man who will take your fucking head off. And WWE, they, you know, you move him over to WWE, they kept the, the, the showman, they kept the wacky dancing, they kept everything else, but like, there isn't that layer beneath him of a badass. It's just not there. No. He's a funny Japanese man who dances. He's not, you know, he's a, he's one step above a dancing clown. I mean, he needs that edge to him. And, you know, New Japan also being the, the home of the tweener, you know, that works for that too, where the, you know, chaos, especially at the time, they've become even more babyface now. But, you know, when Nakamura was in there, they still had an edge. You know, he would, he would feud with Tanahashi. He would, you know, he would hit people in the back of the head with his knee and, and do all this whack, crazy shit. But, like, now it's like, you know, the edgiest thing he did was hit Cena really hard. And immediately apologize after the match. <laughs> like, like, you, could what a it, you could see it in NXT with him where he, he was in this baby face role that he's just not suited well for. Like in his feud with Joe, yeah. like uh, it's like you could have inserted any baby face in there and they would have done a better job because it's just not who he is. It's not his character. And he's still kind of doing that. Like he's just not a, WWE babyface. He's not their he's an, he's style. An anti, he's an anti-hero. He is a you know he's the he he's the Shima to somebody else's Magnum Tokyo or Mochizuki. He's not a a clear cut you know um, clean bred babyface. It didn't work when they pushed him in that role in New Japan. So yeah. you know why would it work in WWE? So he's he's a tweener. He's a guy who's a babyface with an edge. He's not a smiling happy baby face which is not how he is and like it's just it i don't know they just don't seem to understand what got him over with american fans in the first place it wasn't it wasn't just the fact that he like fell down when they said his name like, <laughs> like, there's more to it than that so it's, it's yeah. that but then you also need to have the ass kicker part and it's like they they basically missed that they missed that memo i guess but, you know, I, I am grateful he came to WWE because I got to see him live, which is something that I would not have been able to do uh, if he had stayed with New Japan. But he needs to go back. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm hoping, like, if, JB, if he actually, if his contract ran out, that'd be perfect for me. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go to New Japan probably in April 2019. So come on back, knock. Come on back. <laughs> I'd be very happy. If he, you made it made an appearance of soccer genesis. I'm not gonna predict it though, I'm sure <laughs> it's gonna come out like, you know, a month later, a month after this podcast that Nakamura signed seven year extension or whatever. So whatever. Because everybody got all excited about that Zane and Owens thing and the Neville thing, and it's like, well, they're all just bad. Yeah, they're so. kind of yeah. Yeah, so um 
But yeah, when we're talking about most outstanding, is there anyone for NXT that you put? Oh, do we already said Oscar Russell there? Okay. I, I would list uh, for in ring only. Uh, yeah. I think Roderick Strong's had a really understated year. He's had really good matches with just about everyone in there. Yeah, I Roddy's good. Like I, I've always been a fan of his. He's just one of the most consistently solid wrestlers around. Yeah. I mean, he was great like, in Ring of Honor towards the end. So, like, like yeah. he had good oh, matches yeah. with McIntyre, with Rude, uh, other people whose names escape me at the moment. But <laughs> like all year, he's been having really solid, like upper mid card matches with people, making them look really great. So, um, do you have any other different pick? I went with Asuka for sure, and then Pete Dunn. I mean, the match yeah. with Tyler Bate from uh, Chicago was awesome. Yep. Mm. Okay. I mean, I, I don't I don't feel like I watched enough to really say, so I'm not going to. I will say not Bobby Roode. No. <laughs> yes. All his title matches are pretty terrible, I thought. That is, that is correct. <laughs> pretty boring. Um, my, my nine-year-old stepson loves him, though, so... Well, I mean that is a great thing. Does he like the entrance? Is he is he yeah, a big yeah. fan of the glorious? He's a big fan of the glorious. <laughs> <laughs> um, the the let's say tag team of the year because here's some actual competition. Who's the tag team of the year? Usos. I'm going Usos. I have to go with the Usos because yeah. they've this new heel persona for them has so just. Is so good. They've improved Wait, are, by leaps they, and bounds. Aren't they bay faces again now? Vaguely, they they're pretty much doing the same thing they were doing before, but they're just getting cheered now. Yeah, because okay. they're so good at what they were doing. They're pro. They, I love their promos. Yeah, I love their live promos. They're coming in and they just they just explode on the screen, and it's great. Yeah, I mean, Usos, I, I really think the bar has been fantastic, too. Yeah. yeah. Probably should get some votes. And, you know, the New Day. It's, it's been a very good year for WWE tag teams. I mean, there's almost really not anything to complain about with that. The, you know, even Ambrose and Rollins, I mean, you know, really good really good tag matches, really good tag feuds. It, it would be nice if there were more teams. Yeah. Because New Day and Usos went, like, three months straight where they only fought each other (laughs) and all those matches were really really good but other than the hell in the cell match i could not tell you anything about any of them (laughs) yeah i I remember one of them had like a can out finish i remember that yeah um but but was so so good that i actually barely even like like, it was still a fantastic match anyway yeah yeah i I was a big fan of that because it's like all right cool we're getting more matches (laughs) <laughs> that, was like, this finish. that was like the first one yeah so but yeah i mean like you know great great year for w tag teams not really nothing negative to say about you know the tag team scene in wwe this year other than maybe like you know there could be a few more teams but other than that um is there any nxt tag team that stands out for you or is it just authors of pain uh authors of pain uh and diy for sure yeah okay so, oh yeah, DIY, DIY broke up pretty early on, though, didn't they? Yeah, no, I actually thought that it was, was last at Chicago. Year. Yeah, they broke up in Chicago. Okay. Yeah, so it, was like, it happened later in the year than I'd thought. It's in okay. May or June. Oh, okay. So then give get yeah, then give DIY some votes too. That's cool. Yeah. 
Um, it's not like you have a ton to choose from. They, they, I, I looked this up before here. They lost the titles in the January. But I was going to say the, this is the, this is the first category where on my observer slash omakaze ballot, the, the where the WWE thing is actually going to probably make the ballot. Yeah. Like, like Usos to me are gonna are probably gonna make my ballot. I, I really actually find it hard to believe they're not. They wouldn't. They're probably gonna be second or third on my ballot. So, um, you know, and and I think it's very, very credible to vote with them first. So, um, let's think. Feud of the year. There's, there's nothing I can think of from like a like a promo and wrestling standpoint. Um, I guess Rain Strowman would be my pick, but. I, I find I really can't think of any like outstanding promos for that. It's just yeah. you know the, some really good yeah, matches, big, some good matches and some good segments, but not necessarily promos. But yeah, my, my feud of the year is New Day and Usos. Same, mm, but again, not the, well. Well, the Usos cut some cool promos, right? Yeah, they, they had some good promos leading up. They had a rap battle. Yeah, that's right. Wale. They had Wale come out as the uh, judge, and he totally screwed the Usos there. Usos won that rap battle. Yeah, and, no, I'd agree. And uh, oh well. And the other two feuds are I I mentioned it before, Braun and Big Show. I <laughs> I really enjoyed their three match series, and I was honestly hoping that Braun would beat Brock for the title, and then we'd get Braun versus Big Show at like Survivor Series, in kind of like Big Show's retirement match, maybe. Like that would have been, I think that would have been a cool main event. That is pretty cool. It, but then uh, my other feud was, I don't know why I enjoyed this so much, but Kevin Owens and Shane McMahon. Like I really enjoyed yeah. the whole lead up to it. The stuff that Owens did with Vince was awesome. And then oh, I actually yeah, enjoyed. Headbutted him. <laughs> yeah, and I actually enjoyed the Hell in a Cell match too. I liked the Hell in a Cell match. It was it was fine. So some some picks there for feud of the year. That's cool. Um, what about show of the year? Because I think this is probably the hardest one of all. I mean, look, I have to, I have to say this right now: worst show of the year, fucking WrestleMania with a fucking bullet. Oh, and, yeah, uh, it's and too I can, long. And thank you, because I, I have a friend that really disagrees with me on this. But like, you know, he's like, "Oh, there's so much worse WWE shows." But like, I don't. Really? First of all, first of all, I don't watch those shows all the way through. WrestleMania, I actually watched all the way through, and it fucking sucked. And that's and the thing. You also have to take into consideration the time commitment. And it's the biggest show oh, of the year. Oh. Like, the biggest show of the year should not be that fucking bad. I'm no. sorry. Yeah. I mean, I would almost give a vote to, um, I guess, Battleground, whichever one was the one that would have Brock Lesnar, Brock and Braun and Cena and Roman. That was Battleground, right? Uh, I don't oh, remember. Fuck. <laughs> I don't even remember. <laughs> I think it was Battleground, but the, if, if not, the one with those two matches, everybody. Because the only one that the only I one was going to say th- that that would almost get like a like if there was such a thing as most disappointing show <laughs> of the year, that would win yeah. for me because I actually was hyped for both those matches, and it's like, wow, why ever be hyped for WWE? It's just going to let you down, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because it was just such a letdown. The only one that compares to WrestleMania for me was the one with the. Uh... The Punjabi prison, which was just oh like, okay, that was battle. Okay, that so whole, that was battleground. That whole <laughs> card was, was not good, and then capped it off with that terrible Punjabi prison match. I I loved that match because of just how insane it was. The great and by Kali the end, came down. yes, 
Great Kali coming up and just. All right, sorry, everybody. It was no dry. mercy. It was no mercy. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was Braun, Braun Brock, and um, and Cena Reigns. No mercy. That I thought both those matches were really disappointing. So no. Oh, but then I yeah, see. there's here's just bro, here's a. Uh... Gender or no, Kali climbing <laughs> up the Punjabi prison to fight back Randy Orton, and he never oh, shows up so again. Good. No, never. never. It was awesome. <laughs> and then, like the best part was, wasn't he holding up the belt too, like it was his? <laughs> I'm not sure he thought it wasn't. <laughs> oh god, that Punjabi prison match! I loved, not for any good reason. Yeah, that's but, fair. Like, Another great part of it was when the Singh brothers just squeezed in through the bars. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's like, fuck your cage. We're tiny people. <laughs> so there's a lot of there's a lot of contenders for worst show of the year, everybody. But um, what about show of the year? Before uh, coming on here, I spent 20 minutes flipping through next show on Wikipedia. You know, next yep, network. I was show, doing the same thing. Show. And nothing stood out to me. Not a single one was like, oh yeah, that had more than one pretty good match on it. So I don't know that there is a show of the year. I went with either Royal Rumble because it had the Cena-AJ match and then the Rumble, which always is fun in some regard. And then Hell in a Cell because I actually really enjoyed both of the Cell matches. Yeah, that's, that's not a bad pick, Hell in a Cell. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I I I think my pick is Hell in a Cell too because I like there was really nothing on that show that was that strong of a letdown, and it had a, a, just you know Usos and New Day, which was fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, so and you know it had a great storyline moment too with Zayn turning heel. So I I think that's a good pick. It's not again, this is not going to sniff. It's a low bar. Actual, the- it's not going to sniff <laughs> my actual show of the year ballot. Like overall, but I think it's a pretty clear WWE show of the year. Um, what about NXT? Uh, I went Takeover Chicago. Yeah, okay. Chicago. It had one of the best matches of the year with uh, Dune and Bates, and the the final ladder match with DIY and Authors of Pain was awesome. Yeah, I mean, that I- led to the big breakup angle at the end, which. Uh, was was just really really good. Yeah, yeah. and I want to say there's a pretty good women's match on that show too. Yeah, uh, I think it was the triple threat. Yeah, Oscar yeah. Nikki Cross and Ruby Riot. I remember that yeah. was good. Yeah, that's um, yeah, it was a, definitely a good show. Um, I Bobby Roode and Dale Tommy was. That, I remember that being okay. It wasn't yeah. bad. Yeah, it was one of Roode's better child offenses. So it, just, yeah. it didn't have any juice behind it like there wasn't any story there really it's just kind of what it was so good show overall um i yeah that's a good pick again though i really don't think that's gonna stiff my overall show of the year ballot so uh is it is that is that show good enough to get any consideration with the two of you for like a top three shows in in the entire (sighs) in the entire world i'd have to think about it but probably not Like, I don't watch a lot of the other stuff except for things here or there. So I'm not sure it's better than, you know, the top three New Japan shows out there. So I don't know. For me, like, it's like, I don't know if it is either. And I obviously I watch a lot of other stuff. So I don't know. 
I can't see voting it over almost anything else. But top five, maybe, but top three, I don't know. Um. So speaking of a top five, then let's move on to match of the year. And I asked the two of you to prepare a five match list similar to what Ian did last week. And, um, you know, I, over this is like overall too, so NXT and WWE. So let's do the same thing as Ian. Let's do it in reverse. And let's start with you, August. What's your fifth best match in WWE last year? My fifth best is Lesnar Goldberg at Mania. Okay, so that's where you think the five minute the five minute match gets fifth place. I can't put it any higher. There's there's a bunch of stuff that hit that like four to four and a quarter star range for me, and I thought this one was just special enough, unique enough that it it deserves some top five consideration for WWE, anyways. Mm. Um, what do you about what about you, Kelly? What's your fifth favorite match? I went with uh, Lesnar versus AJ from last night. Okay. So it, it shows up right on the top there, or right on the top five. Oh, I don't know what, like that, says, what that says about either the match or the year. But uh, <laughs> All right, Kelly, now give me your, give me your number four. Uh, number four is Asuka versus Ember Moon from NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Okay, that, that, uh, match, that, match, that match was fantastic. Yeah. yeah, it was just shy of making my match of the year rewatch list. Like, it just barely missed out. I really, really enjoyed that match. Um, Asuka, again, had an amazing performance. And Ember Moon looked great, even in loss. She put everything she had into that match and just came up a little bit short. Um, what do you have as your number four match, August? I have New Day Usos Hell in a Cell. Yep. Like you could pick any of them; they were all just super. Um, but Hell in a Cell being the feud ender and going a little—I thought they used the stipulation really well, way better than in previous years. So, um, August, give me your number three. Number three is Pete Dunn and Tyler Bates at Takeover Chicago. All right, that's actually lower than I expected. So, what what kept it from being the number one match for you? I have three matches this year in WWE that hit four and a half stars for me. Okay, this, this is this one just didn't have some of the the spectacle I want out of WWE stuff. You know, is easily the best technical match out of the top three, yeah. but. I like it being a little more, you know, bombastic. I gotcha. Uh, Kelly, what's your number three match? Uh, three, I went John Cena versus AJ Styles. I just remember it being an amazing match between the two of them. I don't have super concrete memories of the match because it was back in January. <laughs> so, so that's one that will really, I think, benefit from my rewatching project starting, oh God, in a couple days when I have to start doing that. <laughs> I mean, I'm I. That's my WWE match of the year, to be honest with you. And I again, I I do want to rewatch it too because that's a four and a half star match. That I just have below my top ten match of the year uh, level. So, you know, that's that's clearly my WWE match of the year. But, yeah, I think I went four and three quarters on it. It sniffs my match of the year list, but just misses. Um, what's your number two match, uh, Kelly? Uh, my, my number two was Pete Dunne versus Tyler Bate. Okay. And another match that I went four and three quarters on. The in, the action was awesome. Just great, yeah. fast-paced stuff. Really good technical stuff. 
hard hitting as hell. It was as far as like it it was just your typical not your typical. It was a really good kind of work rate match that you'd normally see on like the indies, but just on WWE TV. <laughs> yep. Um, all right, so August, give me your number two. My number two is the SummerSlam four way. Lesnar, Ray, Roman, and Joe. See, I almost feel like that's a little overrated, but um, I thought it was really good, but I like four and a quarter level good, not some of the ratings I've seen for it. I went four and a half on that one. I thought it was, I I loved it. I loved every second of it. (laughs) I love uh, how perfectly timed everything in that match is. Yeah. Like there's just some stuff, usually with involving Joe, where he just kind of pops out of nowhere and puts someone in a clutch or he's hanging out just out of camera to, to run into somebody. And I, I, I thought it was great. Um, what about your number one WWE match of the year, August? I'm sure this is some recency bias, but my number one is Lesnar from AJ. Lesnar and AJ from Survivor Series. All right. And I saw that you gave that four and a half, so that's where your WWE match. So okay, where here's a question. Do you do you keep a running top ten of the year, August, or no? Like for everything? Not really. Okay. Because uh, I, I do that and some people do do that. So I, I got kind of, you know, a vague idea. If like, you had to guess, where is this gonna end up on your overall top ten match of the year list? I think it makes top five. I think it probably makes five. There's okay. a So there's four at matches least, just in just in New Japan that are better. At least three that I have thought of, you know, just off the top of my head, and that that hit either, you know, four and three quarters or five star for me. I'm a really picky grader when it gets that high. Can I ask what you what they were? Just out of curiosity. Yeah, the well, five star match. My only five star match of the year is Okada versus Shibata. Okay, my favorite that's, match of the year. That is my. That's also my favorite match of the year. And yeah, not, I just like to say, but can't see anything beating it. I have. I only have three five star matches this year, you know, and that's that's my favorite of the three. So that's what I have as my number one match of the year too. No, we're not all like Dylan Justin. I think has like seventy two five star <laughs> yeah. matches this year. Yeah. Like God, I love you, Dylan, but Jesus. And then uh, Naito and Tanahashi from Wrestle Kingdom. That was my favorite of the, their okay. trio of matches. My second favorite of their trio. Actually, no way. I think it was my least favorite. <laughs> I think you have said it's your least favorite in the past. Yeah, I think I think I go Dominion. I always forget which one I have, Dominion or G1 higher. I think I have G1 highest, then Dominion, then Wrestle Kingdom. I liked Wrestle but. Kingdom because they, they do this neat kind of mirror match thing. They're both attacking the leg. They're both hitting mm-hmm. similar moves. And I thought, I thought that was really neat. And then uh, Tanahashi Ibushi from Power Struggle was... Yeah, that was really good. Really, really great for me. And then I'd have to think about it a little bit. Then then (laughs) we start getting... Not Okada Omega, though. So you're you're also in team. Okada Omega was not seven trillion stars. Uh, No, (laughs) not at all. Uh, I'll give him, like, I, I like their G1 match the best. See, I, see that was I hate that one the most. I shouldn't rant about this on this podcast again, but that eh. fucking spot where Kenny Omega like has Okada dead and has been working on his neck for like ten minutes straight, and just he has this man down now, and he just hit like some move and just barely got a two count, and he just waits for him to get up and starts chopping him. <laughs> and like I almost I was there live for this, folks, and I almost oh, yeah. like stood up in my seat and screamed like, "What are you doing?" Like I was so just just picture. 
me, this you know, this enormous nerd, just who's supposed to be taking all this, <laughs> taking all this in, and say getting increasingly angry at the structure <laughs> of this fucking match. When I'm there, this is I can't, I can't help myself. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling dork. I still I like couldn't... it better, better than the <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom match where he takes like, takes like a dragon suplex off the top rope and then bounces up 10 seconds later okay. well that that stuff doesn't like that barely affects me because i've been watching fear rescue for like a million years so it's like well whatever like some, i just i assume someone's gonna get hit by a car once or something and just like <laughs> fighting spirit no cell so i can't like that doesn't bother that I, I barely blink for that anymore honestly there, there are, i know i don't really bother some people but there are good uh, fighting spirit no cells i didn't <laughs> i thought that was that was yeah. bad but um, I, I give him like four stars for effort and, and then just hand wave him away. Cause I think I, I think I gave four, I think I gave the wrestle kingdom one, four and a half and like just off my match, like off my match of the year list, but still very good. Uh, the 60 minute one, like four and a quarter and the G one, one, like I was so mad. I was like three and a quarter. <laughs> like, I'm fucking, I was so angry at that fucking spot. But, um, but yeah, again, that's the only one I'm there live for. So I should be, very biased towards it, but I just really hated that match. Um, but I, I think Lesnar AJ is comparable to a lot of the other stuff in New Japan. Not the high, high, highest mark, but just stuff right above, right below that. Yeah, I put it there. Uh, so we got off track there, but that was the most fun, <laughs> the most fun I've had on this entire episode, other than the story about the squid and Hogwarts. <laughs> um, what do you, what do you have to say, Kelly? Uh, for the record, I'll say I liked all three uh, Kenny Omega <laughs> Okada matches. <laughs> uh, but Fuck my number one, one match. Sorry. <laughs> my number one WWE match, uh, I went the full five on it. Uh, New Day versus Usos at Hell in a Cell. Nice. Yeah. I loved that match. Uh, it, I think it proved that whenever you have people who say WWE cage matches aren't good unless there's blood, fucking proved him wrong because there wasn't blood in this match but it was brutal as hell it you could feel the hatred between the two teams the action was awesome they used the cage so well without having to go outside of it or climb on it or whatever they were just it in there just trapped in there with each other and i liked kind of how it at times it felt almost like a postmodern wwe match where it's just like ridiculous levels of plunder to where they yeah. have like 10 <laughs> different kendo sticks being used yeah like trapping a dude in the corner it was one of those matches where you can tell these guys were watching have been fans for a long time because they're the kind of ideas you would have with when you were watching with your friends we're just <laughs> like oh man I'd trap the guy in the corner of the cage with the kendo sticks. <laughs> and they did it. Normally, you'd never see that kind of stuff in a match. But it's just, it felt like it was a Hell in a Cell match made by people who really liked that concept and wanted to make the best possible match. Like, I loved it. I, I don't know where it will rank in my final top 10. I would think somewhere, it'll end up in my top 10. I don't know where. Uh, right now, my rewatch list has about 35 matches on it. Because normally I go with pretty much anything that I rank four and a quarter or higher on. Yeah, um, yeah let me see. Yeah, exactly 35 matches right now. No, I was I was keeping track of like the four star, four and a quarter, four and a half matches, you know, to have a year end list. 
but then the Okada Shibata match happened, and I just washed my hands <laughs> of all the rest of it. It's like nothing's beaten this. Yeah. See, I don't like to rank anything until I get to December when I start rewatching everything, because you have cases like John Cena versus AJ, where it's like I remember liking it, but beyond that, I don't have a single recollection of it, so I wouldn't be able to rank it up against anything right now. Hey, Paige is back. I know. I, I was. She's like, got some NXT girls with her. I, I was like, I really don't even know who those two people are. So it's like they're they're NXT. One of them is like a shoot fighter, and one's a blonde. Oh, she's got Sonya Deville and uh, who's the blonde? I'm not watching. I can't remember. It oh, is it the, the Tenara Conte? Might be the Brazilian girl. Yeah, I like her. I I can't tell. <laughs> But yeah, they're beating up. Uh, I guess they're heels. James and Sasha Banks and Bailey and. So so is Paige like dumb with Alberto? Is that why she's back? I think yes. I think okay. so. I, I, think didn't, I didn't even room. I didn't even know that. But that's cool. I really wish they would get back to that on Total Divas, but I know we're not going to because that was my favorite storyline for a while, where it was Paige started dating Alberto and Renee Young was trying to convince her that it was an awful idea. <laughs> I'm really upset that Renee's not on the show anymore because she was the voice of reason in like literally every story they had, where just randomly Renee would show up in a story she wasn't doing anything with, just to like say, hey. What you're doing is stupid. Here's what you should be doing. Yeah. I can't say that I have a favorite Total Divas storyline. <laughs> I, I've never seen any of it, so I have no Dude, idea. Dude, it's the best. I watch Total Divas and Total Bellas. Every, I've seen every episode. <laughs> I read the recap that uh, is done on... That's one of the two garbage TV... Pro- uh, three garbage TV programs <laughs> I watch. Because it's that and Crisley Knows Best. So if you're gonna watch garbage television, the way to go is to watch garbage anime. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna this the fall the fall TV series has this show called My Girlfriend is Show Bitch, which is like just like the most bizarre collection of like terrible sexual innuendo, and it's uh, it's very special. My they garbage show. Show. The best My garbage show is General Hospital. <laughs> fucking, fucking love General Hospital. Watch it every day. It's amazing. Learn uh, something new. No, my garbage show is a uh, Forged in Fire on the History right. Channel. I don't even know what that is. Oh wow, it, okay. It is a you know what Chopped is? Like, yeah, sure. It's Chopped only they make knives. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it's it's so it's so much fun to watch. Yeah, I have like forty sound, episodes on my DVR. Actually, it doesn't really sound. It, like, it, this would be something you're like embarrassed to watch. Are you really yeah. embarrassed to watch people make knives? Like, why? Okay, fine. I just there you go. There you go. Here's a pick for garbage show. All right, I'm embarrassed if I if I have on Raw, my girlfriend walks in. There you yeah. go. Did um, you ever watch the episode of Chopped where it was '90s themed? I don't know. There's guy. like 400 chopped episodes. <laughs> and one guy like bid, you know, how you bid on things to like ruin, mess up your opponents. One guy that, made one of his hold opponents. Hold on, you're confusing your Food Network shows. Oh that yeah, I am. You're right. <laughs> Shit. I'm that's thinking Cutthroat Kitchen. Cutthroat Kitchen, yes. 
See, now I actually like the idea of Cutthroat Kitchen, but with knives better, because they're like, you gotta figure out a way to incorporate gummy worms into your knife. <laughs> We're replacing your fire with this Bic lighter. I'm just saying it's not, it's not embarrassing, though. It's just, a, it sounds it, cool. It is pretty cool, but yeah. we watch it a lot. We watch it an embarrassingly large amount. <laughs> yeah. So, um... So I guess we can kind of wrap this one up. I mean, you know, if we go under, like I said, we're a little under, we're a little under two hours, but I don't mind talking less about WWE. I think um, we hit most of the most yeah, of the hit, topics there. You know, I'm sorry, everybody, this is too negative for you, but you know, just like last week, I'm not gonna put on a big smile and be like, "Yay, I love WWE so much!" <laughs> but um, all hail. <laughs> all hail, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I, I can never tell anymore. Like, if is it a gimmick or do these people really like it that much? I can. Never, I don't even know anymore. I never. I can never tell. Maybe if you really, if you just love 2017 WWE, if it's your favorite thing, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm super happy for you. Everybody yeah. should have something in life that they legitimately <laughs> love. And if there, that, there are times. There are Sorry, times but... I think when it starts as a gimmick, like with Braun, but then Braun evolves to actually not suck. And I wonder what the <laughs> people do then. Like they I think they just move on to like gender or yeah. whatever instead. And it's like They're like, wait, I can actually like something? No, no, no. There needs to be more irony here. Like, you were in on the ground floor on that Braun thing. You should claim credit for that. No, and instead you move to Baron Corbin or somebody terrible. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I don't know. Like the entire, the entire thing with WWE, it's like, I, you know, I, I understand people really like this stuff. And if you do, like I said, God bless you. I'm not, I'm not trying to ruin anybody's, uh, anybody's favorite thing. If it's your thing, you know, I am really happy for you and everybody should have something they really love. For me, something I really love is My Hero Academia. I know you. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> still. I'm. I'm still stuck at like episode 27. I haven't progressed. Uh, okay. I'm behind. Where, where is that? What is? Where is 27? It's just after the tournament. Where? Oh, okay. uh, yeah. So you're it's like um, some, you're gonna get to some really cool shit soon if you if you. Yeah, dead, I'm excited. So you're watching. But I'm trying to catch up on Common Rider, and I'm watching like shows that are coming out right now. And oh, what are you watching? that's coming out right now. Uh, I'm keeping up with Black Clover. Um. Fuck what Juni Tyson. That show's okay. awesome. Juni Tyson is what I'm gonna start because I, I just went to Anime NYC, like I said at the very start of the the uh the show here. So I saw the trailers for all this stuff at the country roll panel and Juni Tyson looked badass. Juni so. Tyson's nuts. Uh okay. I will say this, don't get attached to anyone. <laughs> like, <laughs> literally no one. I mean I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that for sure. I'm really excited to start it. Black Clover, I, I mean I, how is that? Because I've heard mi- really mixed things about it. I like it. I was. I've. I've been reading the manga, uh, so I. So I'm watching the anime too, just to see how it differs. Uh, I enjoy it so far. It's basically just magic Naruto. Yeah, I mean that's what I heard. Is yeah, that, so, that's so, what it is. Like, but I. I like it a lot more than I did Naruto because I really wasn't a Naruto fan. I wasn't a Naruto fan either. So that's why I was like. The best way that I describe uh, Black Clover is. It has a feel like if someone kind of wanted to make a more family-friendly berserk. <laughs> because it's like, take literally everything that's not family-friendly out of berserk, and then you've got Black Clover, but more magic-y. Mm. 
Interesting. Yeah, I, 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 someone told me it was very generic shonen, which sometimes, sometimes I really like that. But uh, oh, it's super shonen. Yeah, it's super like, fucking shonen. I don't know if I need another shonen when I just, you know, I I, I just watched Academia. I'm not I'm not the biggest shonen person anyway. Yeah, I, I, I Black Clover you, probably isn't for you then. Yeah, I usually need to have like a, a some kind of really like a strong hook or something, and I don't know if Black Clover. See, but I might try it. The yeah, one, the one that the. The one like I I kind of want to try that's like a like have you been watching uh the ancient Magus's Bride or some something? No, like? I've heard it's good though. Yeah, that looked really cool in the trailer, and then maybe like for like a comedy thing like S Blend looks kind of or Blend S or some shit. Yeah, I've heard looks, good things about that. Yeah, I tried to fun. watch uh, Urahara, but I just couldn't get into it. Yeah, I didn't, but I didn't really don't... care for the animation much. Yeah, and... I was about to say the animation in the trailer looked pretty rough for that one, so it wasn't. Yeah. Really that one thing that I've been watching, but I'm way far behind on, and like I really enjoyed the pilot episode, and then after that it was kind of just meh, was Evil or Live, just because it was an interesting-ass-looking show. Because <laughs> at, at random points, they just insert live-action stuff, and the entire first episode just felt like a giant subliminal message, because at points during the show, just like words would flash across the screen at random times. Interesting. And it was really gorgeous animation, so I was like, the look of the show is far more interesting than any of the content, mm. and it hasn't really lived up to that first episode, but I'm going to stick with it. I, I heard, yeah, I heard very, like, some people were very negative on it. It's it's another one of these, like, Chinese-Japanese collaborations that okay. have resulted in some, some really bad stuff so far, honestly. Yeah. But, um, you know, I've heard some people said this one's a little better, but, like, the premise seems like even more like edgelordy than like. Oh, Jin it's Tyson. super edgelord. Yeah, so like I don't know, like Junie Tyson might be the max edgelord level I can take. I don't know yeah. about like rehabilitation centers for internet addiction where they beat the shit out of you and. Yeah, <laughs> the first episode's really... worth a watch just because it's visually interesting. After that, nah, I don't know. Yeah, but I will like... say Ultraman Geed or Geed has been awesome. I'm yeah, really I, enjoying that show. That I haven't seen anything of either, but we'll see. I really want to... I, I really cannot recommend Princess Principle enough from the summer. If anybody hasn't taught, seen that, that's like that was probably my favorite anime of the whole year, and it's been a really good year. So, uh, Did you watch New Game? I haven't seen New Game. Is it good? New Game's great. You, I think you would like New Game a lot. Okay. Because that's the one where it's just about girls that make video games. Hmm. And it's very, It's one of those ones where it's like... It's it's a simple slice of life episode uh, show, but you just all the characters are so lovable. I usually see slice of life usually isn't my thing, but maybe that maybe I'd be into that. Like usually my thing is like either either shonen with like a twist to it, like um, I guess like academia or like mecha or like really some like some kind of edgelord shit or like really <laughs> really angsty shojo, like really angsty. <laughs> <laughs> Like X is probably like my favorite show of all time, and that's like just twenty-four episodes of just like everybody dying and people <laughs> crying constantly. You know, even a, a fucking dog dies on that show. Okay, like <laughs> it's a very sad show. But um, every it's like if you see any character's parents, it's like okay, well here's a countdown till they die because it's coming. It's like it's very very angsty. It hasn't started yet, but in January, I'm super excited for the debut of Junji Ito's show, where it's just, I think, an anthology of some of his horror stories. Because mm. Junji Ito's manga is some of the best comics I've ever read. 
Yeah, that amazingly be... creepy horror comics. That sounds cool. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of cool. There's anime's anime's like kind of having a resurgence. I think like the last like year. Oh yeah, um, I think it's been a lot better. And like they, poor poor August is sitting here like one of these nerds. <laughs> but I like, know. I mean, the last like I I was out of it like by it's like in like twenty as late as like twenty sixteen. But um, I don't know if it's like the money from Amazon and Crunchyroll and all this other shit. They just like help letting them make better shit again. But I mean, for years I didn't watch or anime or read manga. Like, just I was I stopped reading and watching in high school and didn't come back until like two years ago. Yeah, it's been a lot. And better. it's just it's awesome stuff right now. It, it like it hit That's like a really not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> it hit like a really really bad low like ten years ago. Yes, I feel like and like ever in the last couple of years, it's been way better. It fell up. It um, started falling apart for me right when like the two big things were Bleach and Naruto. Yeah, I agree. And then, like, <laughs> and then after that, it kind of like really fell apart. Yeah, but um, but it's gotten a lot better in the last couple of years. So I'm, you know, like Attack on Titan season two was way better than I expected it to be, and you know, I think you should start with that August if you want to try to get back into it. Watch Attack I've... on Titan. I've heard only good things about it, and I have yeah, several friends who have watched it and recommended it to me. Just it's a very, yeah, I haven't watched it's a, Attack on Titan. Okay, I saw the two live-action movies and loved them. It's a very fucked-up show, and I feel like it will have an appeal to older anime fans of a certain type. What if, if like, I say my favorite anime was Avatar The Last Airbender? Uh, I guess that's fine. <laughs> but, no, there, there are people who don't. Yeah, I don't. That's I don't, not anime. I, I don't. I don't get. I don't get mad. It's okay. I don't really care. But um, but yeah, I think you would like Attack on Titan. To try that, and then My Hero Academia. If you can, if you can stand a certain level of like, I'm gonna do my best kind of like <laughs> shonen characterization. It's really. It is really, really like. It's so good. It's outrageously yeah. good, and it's like you don't understand how subversive it is until later on. Really, like with a lot of the tropes and everything. It's like there's so much more more to it than uh than it seems at first so between that and one punch man japan's killing the superhero game right now yeah i've heard one punch man's pretty popular one punch man's a ton of fun and it's a beautiful show too but yeah so i don't know what what why why japan decided to make it good anime again but good thumbs up (laughs) i'm happy like pretty much all all the stuff I've watched this year has been really really good. So and I don't I, maybe it's because I don't watch a lot of the crap or anything, but like I only watch a few shows a year. But like all the shows I've watched have been really good. So it's not anime, but it comes from Japan. Everyone should watch Common Rider Amazons. Is it that's is that the current season or the new or the old one? That's the one that was released on Amazon Prime in Japan, where it's like an mm. offshoot thing, and it's oh. just super fucked up and violent and funny as hell. Is that is that is that on Amazon Prime here too or no? Not yet. They keep okay. saying they're gonna bring it here, but they have yet to. Uh, you can find it through Torrents or on yeah. like Kiss Asian. Yeah. And then what? To, what about? So okay, that's like an offshoot. Got it. Yeah, but the current like uh, Common Rider X Aid was awesome, and that's that was the last movie. series. And the current series, uh, B- Common Rider Build, is fantastic too. Okay, so X X Aid scene with video games. Yes. And what's build? What's build thing? Uh, building stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like he's a scientist, and he uh, like gets these bottles of like essence of certain things, and he shakes them, and it's always mixing like an animal and a thing, 
and then he's got to find the best match. So it's like Rabbit Tank. That is a best match. And like, uh, <laughs> uh, what was there is a new one, Dragon Laser or something. Like they're all insane. And <laughs> there's, I think, Hedgehog Fire Truck. Like that was one. <laughs> awesome. What's and the, the thing is, like, super, is the Super Sentai still Q Rager? Yes. And that's going to end soon, right? I think. I'm not yeah, sure. I'm well, way it, behind. Would end, it would end in February or March, I think. Let's see. Have they announced the new Super Sentai yet? I don't think they have. The best thing about Build is these bottles, he has to shake them up mm. before. So it's like he can never look badass because he's just like, hey, guys, want to <laughs> fight? And then he's like doing shake weight things with his hands. <laughs> But then uh, it was X-Aid that had the movie with the villain of Dr. Pac-Man and his underling played by Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. Okay, so here's the interesting... So they, they did file the trademarks for the new Super Sentai, but it's going to be a double team. Okay? Hmm. So it's going to be... They, they put uh, Paddle Ranger and Lupin Ranger. So... Toei's going to set up two teams to be like, like Pato, that would be imply like Pat Labor, so like cops. And then Lupin is like thief. So Interesting. Basically, it's going to be like cops and robbers sentai. That's kind of cool. Yeah, so. I mean, the, the new thing now is that we, like for people who don't know, Super Sentai is like the thing that Power Rangers is based off of, the original Japanese series. And we're well beyond like six Ranger teams, folks. Like this is like, what is Q Ranger? Like 15? Oh, it's it's too many. It's fucking too many. So if you're gonna have, if you really need to have like fifteen fucking rangers, I guess you might as well split them up in two teams, right? Yeah, because let's see, it's there's, huh? The brand split. Yeah, it is a brand split. (laughs) Everything comes back full circle. Brand the the Super Sentai brand split. (laughs) Cops and cops and robber Sentai. That actually is kind of that's a cool concept. I don't, yeah, I'm into I, that. I might have to check that. I I basically Q Ranger. I liked it and I watched like the first five episodes, but I never found the time to get back into it. Like the, it's the star- class- it's law lo- it's starting to come back for me, but like there was just too many characters to the point where I couldn't make a connection with any of them mm. at some point because it was like everyone would get maybe five minutes of screen time because there's just so many people. Yeah. I mean, like the last, the last Super Sentai I watched all the way through was, uh, oh god, not Shinkanger, the the pirate one. Oh, Gokaiger. Gokaiger, thank you. That's think. good. I still have not finished it. Gokaiger's fucking fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. That's the last one I watched all the way through, and that one and Shinkanger are both really good. But yeah, I haven't seen any of the other ones since. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> WWE, WWE, World Wrestling Entertainment. Oh, we never uh, answered the questions that people sent in. Oh yeah, didn't, yeah the what didn't none of them make any sense? Well, there was the three that my friend Mahoney sent. <laughs> okay. How many ants are we talking about? As <laughs> many ants that it was a dozen or five hundred? <laughs> I'd just go with a couple. I'd go probably like twelve. Right, let's say. And I just don't Devin, feel like we had enough information. Devin Ferran at LU Team Secret did ask, is LU announcing their return for Season 4 more buzzworthy, interesting, podcastable than anything from their shows this season? I haven't seen any. I've never seen a season. Um, so. Yeah. I haven't watched Season 2. So. Season 3 was... It was better than Season 2 for sure, but there was still not a whole lot going on. Uh, Ultima Lucha was pretty good because, again, it was just 
what Ultima Lucha is for the past two years, where it's just an ECW tribute show with crowd brawling and lots of blood. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I just, I, you know, I'm the wrong person to ask here, unfortunately. Um, the was Greg Cali the smartest WWE worker of the year for walking yes. out for three minutes, yes. getting payday, and fucking back off to school? Yes, <laughs> by far. That was awesome. No. He came out and he got to hold the title. Yeah, get his picture taken with that, and you put that on your mantle, and who knows? <laughs> no one knows. Why does Why does Enzo Amore have like four cruiserweights with him now? I thought I thought they all hate him. I think he's he, paying. Yeah, he pays them to be his friend. Oh. And Drew Gulak is a goddamn treasure. Yeah. In this role. <laughs> I guess he, he just said Enzo Amoy. My favorite with the, guy going. Enzo Amoy with the Zo train. And I was like, okay. Apparently, like, if you miss two seconds of this fucking shit, I feel like I just, I just had, like, the last thing I knew about him was, like, he, everybody hated him and they all beat him up. And now it's like, yeah, that's, he has his own entourage. It's like a whole team. Uh, yeah. He's, he's paying them with that championship money. I guess to, that makes To be his friends. Um, okay, so Mahoney, this Mahoney underscore D person, um, <laughs> how long would it take you to eat a newspaper? Probably a very long time. Yeah, I'd go at least two hours. Sunday edition or... Let's say know. for, let's say it's the weekly. Let's say it's like the weekday okay. one. Weekday. Um, yeah, you know, a morning. Yeah. <laughs> You just, newspaper in your coffee. So, do you just read a page and you just crumple it up and <laughs> yeah, eat? It? No, no, just just eat so. it. Just well, that's it, right in your mouth. Like, an, like I, you can do that in an hour if you don't read. It. If wrestlers wrestler than wrestle, wrestlers wrestle. Then what do hustlers do? Don't they hustle? Oh yeah, they hustle. So what the fuck? I don't understand this question. <laughs> and then would you rather have one ant in your pee hole or many ants in your butthole? I'm going. Depending on the the number of many, I'm still going to say butthole. Yeah, yeah butthole. I would agree. Um, EXPK, EX underscore penalty kick says, not a question. So, so why did you? Okay. But I'd like <laughs> to hear your thoughts on the WWE apologist who gloat about how much money the company is making. I already told him on Twitter that I think they're fastest psychopaths. And I stand, <laughs> I stand by that statement. Like, who, if you're so <laughs> fucking like happy that this company signed a great TV deal and putting up record profits, like, what the fuck? Who fucking unless cares? Does it unless really, you are a shareholder, who cares? Like, yeah. Does it really affect your life? Even if you're a shareholder. like, if you're a share, First of all, if you're only a shareholder in WWE, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> there's a lot of better stocks to invest in. If you fucking invest in like, the, the fucking NASDAQ index or some shit, you'll probably have a better return. But anyway, like, just don't, who cares? Yeah, who cares what the profits are? Don't, don't text people about WWE profits. No one fucking cares. Uh, Sue Williams of, of this very website... Who is the best and why is it Triple H? Well, why would it be Triple he's H? He's a game. He's managed to make a fucking career out of one good year in professional wrestling. So <laughs> way to go, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, one good year and a very, very, very good skill for, I guess, locking it down. You know. Um, then who is the best? Um, the best is Tetsuya Naito. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's really not even a But question. is... is- is Naito the game? Naito is... Is he the, the cerebral assassin? The Naito king is, of kings? Naito is all those things, actually. <laughs> um, yeah, and Mike from Open the Voice Gate says, what's the importance of crispy pan pizza? I don't... I don't okay, know. so all the uh, the gifts that 
Rich put into our review. They're all WWE gifts, and they are all sponsored by DiGiorno's Crispy Pan uh, Pizza. Okay. They all have a hashtag, Crispy Pan Pizza, and they all tag DiGiorno's. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's so weird. Well, anyway, so that is, I guess, the uh, the the questions. Some very <laughs> obviously the the wrestling omakase fans were just very very happy to very into the WWE. <laughs> very into the WWE with just their their many questions, their deep and involved questions on WWE. But folks, if you want to send questions to omakase any week, you can always tweet us. It's at Wrestle Omikaze, and you can follow us on Twitter and always find out when we're going to be taking questions for new episodes. So do that, please. And <laughs> you can also rate and review our iTunes feed. We have our own private iTunes feed along with the Voice of Wrestling one, Wrestling Omikaze. Um, guys, do you want to plug anything before we wrap this up? No, I don't do shit. <laughs> you're on voiceofwrestling.com. You're on this website. You plug that. Read my preview. You broke up there while trying to. <laughs> I read my pre. <laughs> all the time you were, all the time you were, you were dead silent during anime talk, and that's when you're. Then that, yeah, that's the time your your computer's like, I don't know, I've had enough. Yeah. So read August Baker's previews, everybody. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Comic Geek Kelly with only one K. Uh, I write for Voices of Wrestling, obviously, doing anime reviews when necessary and reviewing WWE pay-per-views. Uh, I'm sure I do other things. Uh, and then you can listen to me every Tuesday night over on YouTube on the Panels on Pages podcast. Uh, every night nine, every Tuesday night, 9 Central, we talk about the pop culture things of the past week. This week we'll be talking about Justice League, a movie that I did not see. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's about, you're gonna you're gonna contribute about as much as I did the CZW episode. I guess. Yeah, pretty much. We're all just pop in every now and then with with some sort of observation. Are you gonna see it or no? Probably not. Okay. I mean, I'm like, I've I've been over comic movies for a long time, but like I thought I liked was... Wonder Woman a lot. And... Yeah. A friend of mine made his own cut of Batman v Superman, and that one's actually pretty good because it oh. actually makes goddamn sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, he lost August. Wow. He took the three-hour cut that they like the director's one, whittled that down to two hours, <laughs> and then made it work. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, I don't know, I don't. I'm not gonna start saying about comic stuff. I'm, I'm really over American comic book stuff at this point, so. Like the movies and shit. I don't know anything about actual comics, so don't, like I, I'm sure those are cool, I guess. But like DC I, comics are good. Marvel is meh right now because boy, howdy, they're in internally they are f- dumpster fire of a company. Like a, like a reversal of the movies. That's interesting. It really is. Yeah, yeah, the comics DC is destroying Marvel right now. Yeah, because like I don't. I mean, I don't like Marvel movies, but everybody else seems to. So. The Marvel movies are more fun, for sure, I'll say. Like, Thor was a good time. Yeah, I didn't see it, but I'm sure it was good. But anyway, so August has already left us. Everybody follow <laughs> follow August on Twitter. Um, I forget what his Twitter is. It's like AugustBaker52. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to plug this for him. Let's August Baker X420X69. 
<laughs> I don't think that's that's August Baker twelve. I was close. Not 15. I was close. August Baker twelve. <laughs> and Kelly, you can you already plugged your own Twitter. Um, the next week, everybody, I'm wrestling Omakaze. We're gonna take a little break in the year interview episodes to instead just do a general PWG episode. So we're gonna talk all about the pro wrestling gorilla. Is Meltzer um, your guest? No, Meltzer is not my guest. I How have about Ron Jeremy? Is it Ron Jeremy? No. I have Eric, who uh, is at SuperJew1 on Twitter. And <laughs> I have uh, Brian, who's Brian DeBrain, who's uh, he apparently does the the PWG trading card game. And he's been like all the um, all the PWG shows, basically. So two guys who go to a lot of the shows, apparently. And you know, I've, I've known Eric on Twitter for a long time, actually. I don't know Brian at all, really. But Eric suggested him, and I said, cool. So, um, PWG is a card game, yeah, some kind of trading card thing. I don't know. Brian makes it apparently. You can, all right, you can cool. Tell, you can tell us all about it next week on Omikaze. Apparently, I so, will have to listen. Yeah, it'll be PWG next week. Um, again, another topic where like I, I, I watched Bola a few years. Like, I really, I'm not a PWG person, but we'll hear all about it. And you know, a lot of you, it's, it's been a requested topic, so we'll definitely get into it on Omikaze next week. In the meantime, folks, as always, um, there's there's also I've been trying to get better about posting form topics for the episode. So uh, if you have feedback, that's a great place to leave it. Just go to the voiceofwrestling.com slash form, look for the podcast form, and you can post all your po- all your shit about how terrible the anime part was, how great the how great the Hogwarts fucking a building part was, or no, uh, the the squid fucking Hogwarts. What am I saying? Squid fucking Hogwarts part was. You can just Tell me all about it. So. Oh, an update. Uh, August's laptop battery died. I see. Okay. So <laughs> everybody, August is... August is... Uh, we'll sign off for him, everybody. But <laughs> thank you. Thank you for listening, as always. And we'll see you next week for PWG. Thank you, of course, for coming on, Kelly. I should say. Not a problem. Glad all right. to be here. Bye, everybody. Here it comes again. Lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.